First up, the changing of the guard is complete in Alberta politics. It was pronounced today. First, a speech from the throne laid out new Premier Daniel Smith's plans, including for the Alberta Sovereignty Act, Bill 1, appropriately, or it's now known as the Alberta Sovereignty in a United Canada Act. Um, a key promise made during her United Conservative Party leadership campaign, the proposed legislation would grant Smith and her cabinet broad powers to rewrite provincial laws behind closed doors and, most importantly here, with an election coming up, push back against Ottawa. Smith says it's an important first step. We are finally telling the federal government, no more. It's time to stand up for Alberta. Bill 1, the Alberta Sovereignty Within a United Canada Act, is a first step in standing up for Albertans and pushing Ottawa back into its own lane. When passed, this legislation will create a constitutional legal framework for Alberta to push back against federal interference and encroachment. All right, so push back, I'm sure you got that. Ottawa, I'm sure you got that. What exactly any of that meant, I have no idea. I have no idea. It was words, like a word salad. But it's important because it does allow cabinet to direct public bodies, such as school boards, universities, and police forces, to not use provincial resources to enforce federal rules deemed harmful to Alberta's interests. What exactly qualifies as harmful isn't clear. Uh, the government promises to follow court rulings and the Constitution in this, but says it would be up to the federal government to sue the province to resolve disputes instead of the other way around. We've been ignored for 10 years. The uh, the former uh, Premier, Rachel Notley, tried the climate leadership plan to get a better relationship with Ottawa. It failed. Uh, pr uh, former Premier uh, Jason Kenney tried to have a collaborative relationship with Stephen Gibault in Quebec to get LNG export. It failed. We put forward an equalization referendum to try to start a conversation to change the relationship with Ottawa. It failed. So now we're going to try something new. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this is about an election coming up. What better way to fight an election than to make it about someone who's deeply unliked in Alberta, and that's the Prime Minister. So instead of fighting an election against Rachel Notley and the NDP, you try to fight a, an election against Ottawa and uh, the federal, you know, the Prime Minister. I grew up in Quebec. This is, this is the oldest tactic there is in Quebec. Every election they do this. Every single election for years they did this. There's nothing, almost nothing new in this playbook other than if you grew up in Quebec, maybe if you spoke French, you'd see where this was coming from. That being said, it is interesting and it is important what's been laid out today in Alberta in the Sovereignty Act. Speaking of um, of moves, Jason Kenney then, the, the, the ink wasn't even dry on this yet, and Jason Kenney announced he was resigning as an MLA, uh, writing on Twitter that after a great deal of reflection and consultation, he concluded that now is the best time to step aside as an MLA. So to dig through all of this is Laurie Williams, a political science professor at Mount Royal University in Calgary. Welcome back. Uh, thanks, Ben. Great to be with you. Yeah, what a what a busy day! <laughs> what a busy day! <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, as always in Alberta politics, never a dull moment. Uh, let's start with the Sovereignty Act. What um what what powers does it give? Was there anything that was announced today in the details that was a surprise? Yeah, the huge surprise is, of course, that the uh, the premier is saying that she will reserve power for the, uh, for the cabinet to change. Uh, Alberta legislation without going before the legislature to process that, uh, as typically would be the case. This is the sort of power that's exercised during emergencies. Uh, it was it was introduced by the Kenny government to deal with the pandemic, but they ultimately backed away from it because it was so unpopular and it, it was the subject of, of numerous court challenges by civil liberties groups. 
um, the, the why that power was included in this act, why they think they need to uh, to change legislation without the consent of the legislature is a complete mystery to me, and it goes against the promises Daniel Smith has made throughout our campaign about listening to Albertans, uh, of course, grassroots democracy, transparency, and accountability. This actually removes a significant source of, of accountability. Uh, and I can only imagine what uh, most of the folks in Alberta and perhaps elsewhere in Canada might say if uh, this were something that were attempted by the federal government. It's, it's, uh, it's a pretty big power grab, and it, it doesn't make a lot of political sense. Specifically, not for someone who was elected by a tiny, you know, a tiny minority of people who happen to be UCP members. Not even that many of them, really, um, mm-hmm. and who was not elected as as pre, you know was not premier was not on the ballot last time this election came up. In other words, and not to say that anything about her power, Daniel Smith's power is illegitimate, but she's not a popularly elected leader of the province. Well, it's not just that; it's that public opinion polls are showing that Albertans are concerned with things like affordability, healthcare, and education. Uh, and they not only put Sovereignty Act, although we must say that Albertans, many Albertans, do support uh, advocacy of Alberta's interests in, in Canada and standing up against uh, inappropriate actions uh, or, or uh, legislation or, or policies uh, from the federal level that, that might be inimical to Alberta's interests. The mass majority of Albertans do not support even the previous statements about the Sovereignty Act, that they, they very strongly opposed it, were worried that it would ultimately be damaging to Alberta. And, and that was in a form that, that didn't look like this. This was never uh, uh, a consideration under the proposals of the Sovereignty Act. And it's in, in, in during the campaign, any statements have always said it's constitutional, uh, they'll respect court decisions. Uh, and so forth, and uh, I guess the difference now is it looks like they they won't uh, they won't respect democratic norms that exist in parliamentary systems. Yeah, it's interesting that that would be. I mean, I guess for so long we've been talking about what what was going. How, for instance, how does a provincial body ignore? A federal law, right? This was sort of where we had landed on how how do you enforce this? But behind it all is this power grab, and it seems. It seems like an odd ploy with support from within her own cabinet, I, I imagine, many of whom opposed yeah. this during the leadership yeah, co- campaign. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, there's a contradiction there on all kinds of levels. But um, one of them is, is that, again, this promise of grassroots democracy, of listening to Albertans, um, she's not listening to the polls that have shown that this isn't a priority for Albertans, and it's gone further than, than ever discussed before. It is interesting that, that I mean, we thought, looking at this, that Cabinet and those, those other leadership candidates that are in Cabinet, four of them, uh, sorry, five of them uh, in Cabinet, um, would, would moderate what this would look like. They would, they would not vote for it. They would refuse to let it out of Cabinet. Um, and, and caucus would not support it if it if it didn't um, sort of stay within certain certain parameters. Because all of the leadership candidates talked about advocating more strongly for Alberta's interests. So there's no indication that this will be effective in accomplishing the objectives any more effective than the things that Daniel Smith is, has dismissed. We do know that some members of the caucus did vote against this, um, and there may be more opposition that emerges as uh, constituents phone their MLAs and cab- some of whom are in cabinet and say that uh, that they're not on board with this. 
at all. In, this this looks like it's more against Alberta than the citizens of Alberta than it looks to be against the, the federal government, uh, just in terms of the powers that are being drawn here. The legislation that's going to be changed is not federal legislation, it's provincial legislation. Yeah, I, I mean... Do you, do you get the sense that like so much of the first first little while of Daniel Smith's uh, leadership here, that this is going to be something that gets floated out there, uh, public opinion uh, sort of backlashes, and then it's going to be walked back? Is that is that your sense here? I mean, this was clearly an election. This is about an election, right? This is about winning again. One gets the sense. This is mm-hmm. an outsider's point of view. But this is really about setting up a battle between Edmonton and Ottawa, and, you know, and sort of trying to cut Notley out of the picture. I don't think it'll work, but uh, but but this well, is an again, odd one. Yeah, it, it isn't isn't a priority, not even close to a priority um, for the majority of Albertans and, and most Albertans oppose the previous sort of more moderate uh, descriptions of the Sovereignty Act. This goes way further than anything that uh, that that has been said or or discussed in the past. And and I, again, I just don't see the reason for it. Why do, why wouldn't you want to have legislative support? Um, I mean, she's saying that 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 uh, something might be identified, and then they'll be up to cabinet what to do with it. But what they do will not be subject to to legislative scrutiny. It it just it's a complete unnecessary, completely unnecessary uh, power, and it it looks as though she doesn't trust Albertans and their elected representatives uh, in terms of trying to discuss, debate, perhaps modify some of the the measures that are being considered. Mary Williams is with us. Half science at Mount Royal University. We're talking about uh, the new UCP leader, uh, the new Alberta Premier Daniel Smith. The speech from the throne today, laying out some of their priorities for this legislative session, including the Alberta Sovereignty Act, uh, in which uh, the bill really enables her uh, to deem federal laws unconstitutional to some extent, allows it to make unilateral changes to provincial legislation, which has been the big talking point today. Laurie, if you look at what the federal government, how they should react, we've seen them. It's been fairly sanguine today from uh, from Ottawa. Uh, but re- what recourse does Ottawa have in all this, do you think? Well, I, I think we're seeing sort of a political choice saying that they're going to be focused on the things that are important to Albertans. And, and polling is showing that, uh, generally speaking, the other things besides uh, the um, Alberta sovereignty within the United Canada Act are, are their priorities. And so the uh, federal government could actually win some support or at least diminish the opposition to to the Liberal government in Ottawa uh, by focusing on the things that the Albertans need help with. And, and it's interesting because Daniel Smith, in in um, recent speeches and, and promises and, and in the throne speech, has talked about uh, measures to try to help Albertans with uh, managing inflation, um, money being given to seniors and handicapped folks, seniors and so forth, getting $100 a month until the next next election. <clears throat> All of these sorts of things could have, could have uh, been the focus of, of today, but uh, this particular sort of iteration of the Sovereignty Act um, generated all kinds of questions about the power grab, uh, I think have, have sort of knocked that other news off, off of the agenda. Seems like a bit of a gift for, uh, for her opponent, for Rachel Notley and the NDP. Well, and we're seeing Rachel Notley on social media saying that she promises to respect um, Albertans, um, not to punish uh, people for uh, for, for uh, getting vaccinated, providing funding that is unconditional to nonprofit groups and organizations. 
um, ironically, uh, basically conveying the message that, that uh, the NDP support for Albertans is not conditional on ideological fidelity, uh, but rather on the needs and priorities of Albertans. Uh, and, you know, that's a fairly positive message in the response to what Daniel Smith uh, has proposed here today. I, I mean, again, it's a, a, an unforced error, distracts from the good news that, that could have been today's throne speech and, um, and raises all kinds of questions amongst Albertans about, about what the power grab is about. Speaking of a, an odd distraction, Jason Kenney has always managed to make uh, make news today on a day where the news was uh, the media was sort of focused elsewhere. But he's decided to walk away. I guess this brings to an end what had been a fairly interesting while for him. He was a triumphant entrance and and a pretty pretty tame exit for uh, for the longtime cabinet minister and former premier. Right. So he, he not only, as you pointed out earlier, um, tweeted his resignation shortly after the introduction of this act, he tweeted during Daniel Smith's press conference, completely <laughs> knocking the attention. Um, uh, I mean, not he's, he's certainly no hard feelings. in, <laughs> no in hard terms feelings. Of, of doing this. Well, I mean, he, he al- allocated most of the surplus before leaving his premier to limit the, uh, the tools available to the next premier, uh, in probably in anticipation, Daniel Smith refused to have any con- uh, uh, contact with her or, or engage in the transition and so forth. But it's kind of interesting, too, because Jason Kenney, and you'd think that Daniel Smith might have learned from this, but Jason Kenney, um, and Tyler Shando, the current justice minister, is standing right next to Daniel Smith today, and Tyler Shando was the health minister when they introduced Bill 10, the Public Health Emergency Powers Amendment Act, uh, which gave emergency powers to cabinet to change legislation on short notice during a public health emergency. And that got so much blowback that they repealed that legislation um, within a relatively short um, period of time. I think, I think it might have been as much as a, I don't know, you know it wasn't quite even a, a year uh, between between the enactment and the the repeal of that legislation because it had been so soundly criticized from all quarters across the ideological spectrum it was seen as a power grab and uh, and the government suffered for it uh, yet uh, oh. daniel smith with tyler shandro now the justice minister standing rec- right next to her decided to uh, to set off this this uh, this grenade again Walk down that path. Lori Williams, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much, as always, for your insight on this. Yeah, thank you very much, Ben. Always good chatting.